0: It's no secret that so goes Jose Ramirez, so go the Cleveland Guardians. So why would we argue for him to play less in 2024? We're going to talk about load management and depth. We're also going to talk about building depth in the bullpen and a name that should be on your radar for 2024. Ballpark renovations have started. We're going to talk about why Cleveland absolutely has to nail these in the coming future. And if we have time, we'll talk about yet another team targeting starting pitching this offseason. You are locked on, Guardians. Podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody, or whenever you're listening to this, that's a Friday edition, though, of Locked On Guardians. Welcome to the show. As you can see, uh, I am flying. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, I'm Justin Ladd. I'm flying solo today with uh, Jeff off for teacher things. Uh, I don't have a cat here to hit me. I don't have any pets. My wife's allergic. So uh, I don't know. Maybe we can uh, wish Jeff, hope Jeff's doing well. If you're watching on YouTube, we have the little gif up there of Jeff being hit by his cat uh, that a viewer made for us. We appreciate that. Uh, Whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening, we do appreciate it. Uh, We are free wherever you get podcasts. And we have your team covered every day. If you haven't had a chance to subscribe on YouTube yet, uh, please do that. We Jeff responds to comments on YouTube every single day, and you see fun gifts like Jeff's cat swatting in the face, even when he's not here. I made sure to upload that just for Jeff and just for all people who love cats. Um, we've actually got a lot to talk about today on a solo episode, so I appreciate you joining me. Um, at load management in the NBA is kind of a hot topic right now, and it has been a hot topic. And, of course, the NBA is trying to find a way to combat that for whatever reason. I know there's a lot of arguments about the science behind that and other weird stuff on that. So we're going to get into uh, why Jose Ramirez actually should play less in 2024. I know that, that, would, that seems like a very goofy concept, but um, the Guardians like to zig when everybody else is zagging, and zigging in this case might actually benefit them in some ways. We're also going to talk about a reliever. That uh, popped on one of my favorite writers radars for 2024, which Jeff has brought up before, and I, we should have talked about him before, and we should make more mention of him going forward. Uh, it said ballpark renovations have started. This is an important uh, thing on the Guardians list that uh, probably might be more important than we think, other than just aesthetics. And then, if we, like I said, if we have time, we'll talk about another team uh, targeting starting pitching this offseason, like every season, we start targeting starting pitching. Let's uh, take a moment to stop arguing about when pitchers are taken out of games in the postseason. I know I had a lot to say on Twitter about that uh, on Thursday night if you follow. But there's a good reason for that, and there's a good reason because it's depth and trusting the data and trusting playing the odds. Um, Odds are Jose Ramirez, look, he is 31. He'll He'll be 31 all of next season. He won't turn 32 until almost with the season being over, hopefully. You know, playing into the postseason, he'll play a few more months at 32 next year. But he's going to be 31. And he plays a lot of games. He plays very aggressively. You know, he steals home. He tries to get in the lineup every day. He's gotten into a skirmish this year. Um, He's been a 2020 player at least three years in a row now and five of the last six years. And he has played no less, except for the one year, he played 129 games in 2018, and that was due, or 2019, I should say, and that was due to his uh, wrist issue. He had to have surgery on the handmate that kept him out, and he still tried to come back, and he still did come back for two games and hit two home runs without any minor league rehab assignment, because the minor leagues are over at that point. Um, I, I don't know if we can really say if Jose Ramirez, you know, we don't know if there's any injury this year. He definitely wasn't good in September. We talked about um, he was actually good in September. Okay, it was 122. It was towards the end of the season. In August, he wasn't very good. And we talked about how, you know, the loss of Josh Naylor really hurt him there. Um, Cleveland, first of all, has to stop wasting their Jose Maris prime years at this point, right? Like he's like I said, he's going to be 30, 32 next year. He'll be 31 all of season next season. But Cleveland's got to stop wasting these years, and they have to figure out a way to get the most out of Jose Ramirez and get the most out of their team and win while they have on this contract, because this situation probably won't come around again for them. This is a special hall of fame level player that stayed in Cleveland for less money and asked for no trade clause to say, no matter what some reporters might say about asking for him to go to other teams in Seattle. It's a very special case and Cleveland needs to take advantage of it while they can. And I think part of that might be playing him less next year. Look, the age factors in here. Jose Merez also has the body type that I don't want to say we know for sure whether or not he's going to wear down, but just looking at his body type, there's a good chance that he may decline quicker when he gets into his 30s. I mean, he did have a down year this year by his standards at a 123 WRC plus, uh, his lowest slugging percentage since his... First year as a as a full timer in 2016, it was 462, and he really wasn't a power hitter. Uh, it's also his worst year by well the two years the, the 2018 struggle, and the 2019 struggle. He had worse WAR just because of those offensive issues. But um, he played good this year. He just you know are there are there six seven win seasons left for Jose Ramirez in his, in his peak? I don't know if those exist anymore. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. What Cleveland really needs to do though is get the most out of Jose Ramirez when it matters. And that might be the postseason. And, and, and again, we're not, I don't want to say he wore down this year, but at some point, the other time is going to come for him and the body type might not help and the style of play might not help. We've seen it to other players that weren't even as good as him that, that it wears down. Cleveland needs to find a way to build depth to help Jose Ramirez play less. And I know... It is hard to get Jose Ramirez out of the lineup. He talks all the time about wanting to play every day. He fights to get his name in the lineup, um, but it might be best for the Guardians. Might be best for the player going, or it might be best for the player going forward. And I know people are thinking, well, they need Jose Ramirez to play every day, to make the playoffs because this is not a good team. This is not a great lineup. If they're going to get in, Jose Ramirez has to carry the load. And yeah, they need to get in. They need to win, get in the playoffs. And I think they have the pitching to do it next year. Whether or not Shane Bieber is here, I guess you're hoping Tristan McKenzie's elbow holds up next year. We'll see what happens. You got the big three. Um, you're going to hope to get Daniel Espino and Joey Cantillo up to the majors next year. If, if Espino is healthy, we'll hope that McKenzie's uh, elbow ho- holds on. We'll see what they do with with uh, Shane Bieber in the off season. But, you know, you've got some other players in this line. You've got Steven Kwan. You've got Andrew Simenez. Those guys are league average hitters. Not saying they can carry the load, but they can hit. We saw what Josh Naylor could do last year. Um, keeping him healthy is another thing to think about too, in terms of load management. You got Bo Naylor who emerged last year and development's not linear. So we don't know for sure what's going to happen from in year two, but you feel pretty good about where he's at offensively, maybe taking the gloves off him a little bit. Cal Manzardo. I, I don't see a whole lot of arguments to not have him in the lineup. Game one of, of 2024, an open day lineup. And you've got some other pieces, right? You've got David Fry who can hit lefties. Gabby Arias hits righties really well, but not lefties. you got to figure out what's going on there. Ramon Laureano hits lefties very well. You've got a useful a use case for him against lefties and playing good defense and running the bases. Will Brennan, a below-average season on both sides of the ball. He was a good defender, by the way. Uh, probably could have been nominated for a gold glove if you enjoyed that discussion yesterday. The gold cool glove is such a, a bear of a discussion anymore. I don't know if it's even worth the the half hour we took to debate it all. Um, Cleveland needs to upgrade the outfield. that we've, we've said multiple times that Steven Kwan can't be your best outfielder next year. And that stretches the out straw. and you got to figure out the outfield Ramon Laureano can be a piece of that, whether it's platooning or whatever. I think you can do a lot of good with him. Make room for Chase Lawner. Go, go get an outfielder. And we talked yesterday about Juan Soto and, or two days ago, and I don't think Soto is, the answer here for at least one year, depending what you do. Like, I don't think this team can afford to trade for a Juan Soto or Stephen Kwan for a Juan Soto because that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. You've got your best outfielder right there. Um, But you're, you're subtracting years of having a league average outfielder. And this team probably isn't a Juan Soto away from a world series contention. Maybe they are for one year. I don't know. Maybe they're not trading Beaver, Someone had a good comment saying training beaver may not be worth it considering they would need him next year. If they're really going to go all in. But you've got some players here, and you're trying to figure out, okay, where does Camp, where does David Fry fit? Where does Gabby Arias fit? Where does Brian Rocchio fit? where is does Tyler Freeman fit? We think these guys can play. It would be better if you package them in a trade and brought back an everyday right fielder or center fielder or whatever you want to do, or a left fielder, move quan to center, whatever you want to do. That would be the ideal situation here. And I think Cleveland still needs to target an outfielder this offseason no matter what, at least one, um, if you really want to feel – confident that you want to leave room open for someone like a George Valera or a Chase DeLauter or maybe Jonathan Rodriguez. I I have a lot of doubts there still to to claim one of those outfield spots alongside Loriano and Quan and whatever you're going to do there. Maybe Juan Brito um, pushes somebody to, the you know, gets reps in the outfield at some point because I do feel good about him. The point is, though, you've got a roster that's got a lot of interesting players on it that might be able to play. And. Yes, this team needs to add power. A full season of Bo Nailer, Kyle Manzardo, maybe that adds a decent amount of power. Um, If you get one of Valera or DeLauder up here to hit for some power, that could help you as well. Power is definitely something this team needs to add, no matter what they do this offseason. They've got to figure out where it's going to come from. But this team needs to build depth, because if you're going to go out and whatever you do, free agency, trades, whatever you do, if you're not going to target the Juan Soto's, you're not going to target the big the big name guys out there, you're not going to do what Philly does. You're not going to go out and get Kyle Schwarber and Trey Turner and Nick Castellanos. You're not going to go out and spend that kind of money. That's just the reality of Cleveland. So if you're not going to do that, you've got to find a way to build depth, whether that's signing undervalued free agents. I'm not saying I, I guess I'm saying you got to do some money ball stuff here, but or or make some trades for some under. But you got to build depth. You've got to have guys that can play that, that plug in every day. Look at the twins this year. The twins uh, had let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They had 10 players this year with the WRC plus over 100. They had one, two, three, four, five guys who were close to 90 or above four that were above 90 that played their, their worst player that played over, over uh, 80 games was, or 40 games was Christian Vasquez at one Oh two. He was their backup catcher. And though they spent stupid money on him and didn't work. But they had guys like Kyle Farmer and Willie Castro and Donovan Solano and they called up Matt Walner and Ryan Jeffers broke out. And, you know, Joey Gallo had, had a decent year, despite the average. Michael Taylor had a solid year. They built depth. They didn't? I, I know they didn't, were out in the first round of the playoffs. They had good pitching. But they got there by building depth. And if you're not a team like Cleveland, like I know they had, they spent money on Buxton and he was hurt all year. And they spent big money on uh, Carlos Correa, who was hurt a lot this year. And quite frankly, wasn't very good. If you look at his numbers, that affords them a little bit there too. But if you're not going to go spend those big bucks, you've got two guys who spent big bucks on between Jose and and Jimenez. Those are your two $100 million contracts, just like Correa and Buxton. Thank God they don't have an issue like Buxton right now with that money. But go out and build some depth. You've already got the pieces here. Go out and find guys in the free agent market to build depth. The 2013 Cleveland Indians, look at this. Um, Jan Gomes had an OPS plus of 131. Ryan Rayburn, 151 off the bench. Uh, those guys both played over 80 games. They had guys on the bench that could do the job and help you. And whether that's DHing Jose Ramirez more, I don't know how feasible that is with Kyle Manzardo and Josh Naylor playing the at-bats. Um, Freeman, Rocchio, Arias can all play some third base, and hopefully you can get something out of them. It's risky. May, may, they may not be as good as you think they're going to be. I don't know. But Cleveland's got to get into the playoffs somehow, and I think arrested Jose Ramirez trying to take care of that body and trying to make sure he's at his peak when they get in the playoffs is so important. He's gonna fight it. He's gonna be kicking and screaming if you tell him he can't play 155 games a year, whatever it is. But Cleveland's best bet is to build depth, whether whether or not they can do that, whether or not Ramirez plays 150 games or not. But it's important for them to take care of their star. If they're not gonna have the Kyle Schwarber's and the Nick Castianos and the heart Bryce Harpers, they've got to protect their star. They've got to be able to build depth and they've got to be able to get him to play less games in the future and take care of that body long-term so they can have more bites of the apple with him and they can get some of these other guys to play and they can figure out if they're part of the future and if they can get them in, if they can do what they did a little bit in 2013, we're talking about more about bullpen depth and just building depth in general on a name you should be aware of for 2014. Don't think of a name for 2014. Think of a name for 2024. Speaking of building depth, uh, building depth medical in your medical cabinet is not a bad thing either uh, if you are one of those people who has a hard time getting doctor appointments, who doesn't, it, it's hard to get in sometimes. Um, if you're traveling a lot, if you have a hard time, uh, sometimes you just get sick and it's hard to get to the doctor or hard to get to the pharmacy to get some, some medication to get you through. Um, Jace Medical lets you customize the Jace case and contains five essential antibiotics. I know Jeff always talks about um, needing these things on hand for small little things that pop up. They can treat the most common deadly bacteria infections. And like I said, you can customize your case to add additional medications based on your unique needs. Um, They're constantly trying to expand the medical offerings, recent efforts. They've added a bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, Like I said, if you're one of those people who's traveling, this is really good to have on hand. Maybe you have a kid. Um, Kids always get sick. Um, Or if you just, like I said, you're unprepared. Maybe you can't get into the doctor. Maybe you can't get to the pharmacy. Maybe the pharmacy pharmacy is short on something. The Jace case has those five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. So don't get caught unprepared and take control of your medical needs. Go to JaceMedical.com and enter code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That is promo code LOCKDOWN at Jasemedical.com. medicalcom Got two... I believe ALC, ALCS and NLCS games are both going to be on uh, Sirius XM on Friday. So whatever you're doing on Friday, make sure you're tuned into those games uh, on your Sirius XM app just by searching for those. Okay. One of my favorite writers, uh, mostly because I used to work with him at Prospects Live, uh, Jeff Ponce, who is now Baseball America, had a good article today about Ryan Kirkering and, and how the Phillies added him to their bullpen. Their bullpen so deep, and you can see you need a deep bullpen in the playoffs. Uh, nothing new. We, we, we know that from... 2016 right andrew walters he wrote an article on uh jeff did wrote an article on relievers who could be the next orion kirkring who's a guy who could fly to the minors next year and be on a pitching staff late in the year um very quickly andrew walters cleveland second round pick last year was on that list i know jeff's talked about him here on our draft streams and other things like that we've kind of mentioned him probably should mention him a little more Uh, He was on Jeff's list for the guardians. A guy who throws in the upper nineties can hit 99 at times sits in the mid nineties. There's a lot of good characteristics, about his fastball, a lot of ride, a lot of arm side break. And he's got a mid eighties sweeper that also generates a lot of whiffs. Jeff says two pitch mix um, and has a very, has very good control. I mean, this guy struck out 15 batters per nine in college. It was an incredible strikeout rate uh, in college and, walked less than a batter per nine. He had 72 strikeouts and four in just seven walks and 44 innings as the closer. So he's got control. He's got high octane stuff. This is probably a guy we should talk about more for next year as part of the bullpen. We've talked about maybe you can add, you know, Daniel Espino if you're, if you're so lucky, if he's healthy um, we've talked about Franco Aleman being part of it. We talked about K Smith. Andrew Walters is probably one of the guys we should talk about um, on that list who could be part of the bullpen next year. Cleveland's got a lot of decisions to make this this off season, right? They've got Classe and Henches who are guaranteed spots next year, and Stefan, who they paid. Oh, well, they didn't pay him a lot of money, but uh, there's some things to figure out with Trevor Stefan, as we've said on the show multiple times. And you'll deal Santos. Solid year. Uh, I don't. I don't really know if you want to bring him back or not. I mean, you might as well for the money it's costing. Uh, it's not a whole lot. You don't have a lot of depth in in right now on the forty man roster. They could add Kate Smith. They're gonna add a spino, who knows when i will be healthy, uh, but they have to add him anyway. They don't have a lot of up and dying down guys. And Alamon doesn't need to be added till next offseason and Walters is further down the line. But if Cleveland's lucky and they're in a situation where they need to add bullpen, you know, I used to say, like I always I'm always in favor of adding relievers in the offseason if you can find good fits. Uh, you know, and en- 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 Santos was a great, a great um, story for this, right? He was undervalued and Cleveland found some things to fix and it worked out very well for them. And and Cleveland's good at doing those things and they should always do those things. Running back a bullpen as we saw this year is almost never a good option because you can never guarantee the success year to year. And, you know, they had hiccups this year. So, you know, you might like to think that, okay, next year they will be better, but, you know, Nick Sandlin and and Eli Morgan proved a little untrustworthy at times, obviously Stefan did too. I think Klase had a lot of fluky things happen to him, but he'll be fine uh, James karencheck I have no idea what's going to happen with him. I think he's a non-tender candidate, but he's not going to make that much money. And I don't know, but you know, I'd like, I'm in favor of trying to add someone externally young. I'm not saying go out and spend money on a free agent reliever because that never works or someone who is just maybe coming past their prime, but I'm in favor of, of adding options to have just in case things go wrong. But internally, I'm actually kind of excited. I think that Franco Alamon can be one of those guys. I think Cade Smith can be one of those guys. I think we need to start talking about Andrew Walters as one of those guys, too. Jeff is very smart. Jeff Ponce, Jeff Ellis is smart, too. But Jeff Ponce is really smart. He's really good at what he does and knows the data, knows the guys, talks to the right people in the industry, um, sees these guys pitch. He's got a lot lot of years doing at Prospects Live and now Baseball America. I was excited about Walters before, and I think I'm even more excited about him now. That's a guy that, that could be part of the bullpen mix. You know, if things falter next year with whoever, if it's De Los Santos or Stefan or Sandlin and, and Morgan, like that's three guys potentially. I think one of those guys, whether it's Alamon or Smith or, or or Andrew Walters, I think one of those guys could emerge as a legitimate bullpen weapon for Cleveland next year, and they're going to need it. They need depth. Number one, we talked about building depth. They need that, and I used to think that, you know, Having rookie relievers in the bull in the bullpen and for a postseason run is is super dangerous. But look, the Phillies added O'Ryan Ryan Kirkring to the relief uh, to their bullpen for the playoffs and he barely pitched. Uh, Cody Allen didn't have a lot of experience when he came up. I think it was 2012, actually. So, yeah, I think, you know, either you can pitch or you can't. I think Cleveland gets to know these guys and their mentality and see what happens. Um, you know, I, I should mention Tim Heron. I think Tim inherently will be better next year, too as well. So actually, you know, I think there's a lot of candidates for this bullpen to improve it internally. Um pretty excited about that. And I think we should definitely talk about Walters Morris an option there. And, you know, like I said, if you can pitch, you can pitch. I'd like to be able to add someone who has gotten out to the big, at the big league level before, um, you know, as a supplement, but these guys, if you get them up and they can pitch, get them on the roster, forget about, you know, rule five. If you're in the, if you're in the playoffs, this year's relievers, Franco Alamon, high octane guy, Caden Smith throws hard. Control is kind of an issue for him. Andrew Walters throws hard and he's an older player. Relievers burn out fast. Look at Classe Look at I know people are going to point to Tito and say it's Tito burning out relievers fast. But in general, relievers uh burn out fast. Get the most out of them. If I, I understand not wanting to add guys to the 40 before they absolutely need to be added, but uh relievers really shouldn't be in that consideration, especially if you're contending. If Cleveland's contending next year and Walters or Aleman can help him in the bullpen absolutely add them to the 40, put them up there, get them in there. They have the stuff to do it. Um, so when we talk about bullpen coming in the next year, those are guys to keep on your radar. And I think you should add Andrew Walters to that list. We might even have Jeff Ponson uh, over the off season, talking about Walters and some other prospects and some other things in general, as part of some of the interviews we have lined up for the off season. We're going to talk about the guardians ballpark re- renovations coming up right now. And why is so important for them to get it right? If you get your picks right on Sleeper, you can win up to 100 times your money on cash on Daily Fantasy Baseball. Shockingly, no home runs hit in the Phillies-Arizona game. That was a great game. Um, hope you didn't take the overrun innings pitch by Brandon Fott. Such a controversy right now. Uh, Astros and Rangers, home runs are being hit left and right. Pitchers are getting pulled early in that one. Uh, I, I would probably pick home runs in game four for the and arizona because they're both starting relievers. So I would pick a Schwarbaum. I would pick Nick Castellanos. hits a lot of home runs. Uh, I would pick Corbin Carroll. I'm waiting for Corbin Carroll to break out. Postseason is exciting, and you can pick over on home runs, hits, strikeouts. Maybe one day you can pick the over on strikeouts for Andrew Walters in the playoff game uh, for 100 times out, payout on sleepers. So get your picks right, and you can win big. If you use promo code Locked On, you'll get up to a $100 match on your very first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details. And you can catch the playoff games I just talked about on your Sirius XM app. Just search for the team or game you are looking for on the app. I uh, haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, but <clears throat> ballpark renovations have started for Cleveland. Uh, they've already started to remove the shipping containers in right field that everybody has uh, had very strong opinions about over the years. I don't have... Yeah, I guess they they don't look great aesthetically. They're kind of fun though. They they did give Cleveland kind of an advantage in the playoffs. They were loud and fun to make noise with. And as you can see in Philadelphia, if you're watching, they do a great job of of making that ballpark loud and fun. And they don't have that kind of thing, I guess. But uh, maybe it's more organic in Philadelphia. But the Oscar Gonzalez walk off against the Yankees. Saw the videos for those. It was loud, not necessarily because of shipping containers. Anyway, I did I did think those gave Cleveland an element of of noise that uh, you don't see every day, but it's going to be good. They're gone. They're already taking those out. We know the renovations from the first uh, set of set of blueprints that came out originally when they did did those, they were supposed to look very different. (laughs) And uh, they they ended up looking like the shipping containers. Everybody had very hot takes on those. They're also, you know, redoing the um, East ninth street side of the ballpark. If you've been downtown, you've seen the renovations going on there and, Blowing that out a little bit and the gates, the fences are up for that. It's made traffic a little bit heavier. If you go down there and they're obviously going to redo the third base side too. We're talking about the, um, Terrace club is going to be gone. It's going to be more outdoors with, you know, more, I don't want to say drinking. I say bar bar like area. It's going to be more of a, a fun area. Like it has been for the corner. Very hard to argue. The corner hasn't been successful for Cleveland. I remember early on people talked about how, um, how people want me to go into ball, ball games because they want to, you know, drink and they're not really watching the game. They're hanging out with their friends in the bar and whatever. I, I feel like those comments died down over the years because especially this year, the attendance was up this year for whatever reason. I like to think it's the rule changes were, were good. You know, you had the, the shorter pitch, the pitch clock, move things along. People could get out of there a little bit faster. And the game was, was moving along a little bit. And probably some residual, of the team being good last year, we'll see. And, and signing Jose Ramirez. Probably had something to do with that. We'll see what the carryover for like that is in uh, in 2024. But I think those, those have died down because, you know, people go to the ballpark to do whatever. It, it, I know people are, are going to get upset about saying, well, I you know, no one wants to go to watch the game anymore. For Cleveland, be glad they're there. Be glad people are coming to the ballpark, no matter what they're doing. They're there. I went to a game this year, and I spent a little bit of time in the, the corner the, the corner bar. Watching the Ohio State game, I was still there for the Guardians game, but I watched some of the Ohio State game because I was interested in watching that. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying I would have skipped the Guardians game if I couldn't watch part of the Ohio State game in the corner bar there when I first got there, but definitely helped that I was able to go there and watch uh, at least the first half of the game before the uh, Guardians game started. But these renovations are important. I think those things will die down. The the corner bar has been very successful. It's been a good gathering place for a lot of fans to go. Even even the the drink rails, things like that. And these next set of renovations need to be very good for Cleveland. It's got to bring in more people. It's got to keep the same level of attendance up this year. It's got to help do that. But not only that, it's it's the ballpark uh, village concept has to come to life. That we've talked on the show before, I believe, about David Blitzer and the plan for him look, the payroll is not going to really change a lot with him early on. And we know he might have a shorter path to majority ownership, but we've been told that, you know, not to expect massive payroll changes with him. It's going to mostly remain the same. And I think part of that is because they're waiting for the ballpark village concept to come around. We've already seen articles out there about how the team wants to buy the East, um, Eastgate garage. If you're not familiar with the Eastgate garage, it connects, um, progressive field to the rocket mortgage field house. It's where a lot of people park for either one of those events. It's right between the two. It's technically the cheapest option, really, if you want to park close to the ballpark because it's city controlled and um, the prices never go up or down. It's actually one of my favorite places to park, even though it could be a pain to get out of, but the team is buying that. They want to buy that because it's part of their ballpark village concept. And that's why Blitzer was brought in was real estate development around the ballpark. And that Eastgate garage is going to be probably phase one of that. There might be more to it. Look at the Braves have done. The Braves are a slightly bigger market. And I've heard people talk about how it's hard to get to games there because of the location, because it's in Cobb County and not, not a great look. Cleveland uh, doesn't really have that issue. It's downtown, even though people are kind of moving away from downtown a little bit. But um, the ballpark village is what's going to drive payroll in the coming years. Anybody who's watched baseball or paid attention to baseball in the last several years has talked about how TV money is what's driving payroll. TV money is where most teams are getting their revenue. It's not not ticket sales. It's TV money. And we know that's drying up. Uh, there was an article on MLB Trade Rumors aggregated. And I'm not sure if it was from The Athletic or who it was from, quite frankly, but I saw it on aggregated on MLB Trade Rumors about how the Twins are going to go in the offseason with a little bit of payroll uncertainty because of the TV contract. Cleveland is going to be in the same exact boat because they're on valleys. So they're going to be figuring out where they're going to play games and where the TV money is going to come from. Major League Baseball is not hundred percent sure. And that is why these ballpark renovations are super important because the TV money is not going to be the main driver that it was. Atlanta's big driver is ballpark village. It's the battery. All these other places, citizens bank park has a lot of places to hang out too. all these ballparks are transitioning to this concept, this ballpark village concept buying the land around the stadium, building apartments, restaurants, shopping centers, places to go during the game, and, and and whatever, all connected to the ballpark. And that is a revenue stream that goes right to more millionaires. <laughs> uh, we want those millionaires and billionaires to spend the money on our baseball team, okay? I'm not saying uh, we should give them a pass for not spending money now, but we want them to spend more money, right, so we can see Cleveland win a championship, so we can see Jose Ramirez get some help. Uh, that's why they need to – do some load management, Jose Ramirez this year. So when Ballpark Village is built, and he might still be here, uh, he'll still have some legs under him to have some good seasons when when that materializes. Who knows when that'll be? But to kind of bring things full circle here, but that Ballpark Village concept is going to be huge. The way TV is changing right now, streaming, nobody is carrying MLB Network or there's a lot of things that don't have ballys, and there's a million streaming services out there, and they're all cu- they're trying to have. Portions of live sports, you're paying money for Amazon Prime to watch a Thursday night football game. And you're you're paying Peacock for Ohio State games. And everybody's trying to get a piece of live sports. And baseball is is having a hard time fitting in those reports that Bally's wants to retain NBA and NHL and drop baseball. And the TV money is not going to be what it was. And that's been a big driver of payroll. And attendance being up this year is definitely good for that. If you want Cleveland to spend more money. And again, I'm not arguing they are spending enough. I think all baseball teams can afford to spend more. Because look, if you're going to own a team, own a team. Look what Trevor May said. If you're not going to spend the money, sell a team to somebody who will. And I'm not suggesting anybody go out and and go into the red. But I understand these things are run like a business. But at the same time, if you have the money to own a team, if you have the money to own a Corvette, have the money to pay for the gas. Um, But the ballpark village thing is absolutely huge. These renovations are huge because this is going to become – a major revenue stream that's going to supplement or replace the TV money that used to be big from TV contracts uh, The Cleveland's not going to get any more. A lot of teams in baseball are not going to get any more. So keep an eye on these renovations, keep an eye out there for rumors on the ballpark village concept, all those things, because they are going to be huge to Cleveland's future. You are huge to the future of lockdown guardians. Thank you for listening this week and all the time you every day as we really appreciate it doing your part. Please leave us comments, downloads, uh rate ratings reviews all that kind of good stuff have a good weekend or whenever you're listening to this we'll be back in your feeds on monday with another episode jeff will be back with his uh maybe his cat swatting him in the face but in the meantime everybody have a good one thanks for listening and go go guardians go